Welcome to Good as Gold. You're listening to this podcast because you're new to the wonderful world of parenting. You've got kids and you want to know you're not alone. Or you could be like us, juggling business life and parent life. We talk about all things relationship, business and mixing it all together. Join us on our journey in business, raising our kids and growing as a community. Whatever it is you're doing, we hope you enjoy listening as much as we do sharing. Welcome to Good as Gold. Hi guys, welcome to episode four of Good as Gold. I'm super excited to bring this episode to you. We're talking about breastfeeding today. So this is a topic that I hold close to my heart. I breastfed Cassia for 20 months. I'm still breastfeeding Charlize at the moment. She's almost one next month. And I feel like there were things that I wish people told me prior to breastfeeding Cassia. I mean, breastfeeding Charlize has been a whole different journey because obviously I had the experience with Cassia. I sort of knew what I needed from the start and I thought I'm going to share this with the new mums out there or mums that didn't know with their first that may help. But before I begin this episode, I wanted to make sure that you are all aware I have been very fortunate to breastfeed both my, my children. I don't take this for granted at all. I never have. I know that this can be a difficult experience for some mums. I understand the guilt attached to it because prior to my kids being born, I felt that guilt and I thought if I can't feed or if it it doesn't work the way I wanted it to, um, am I failing as a mum? I totally understand that. And for those who haven't been able to breastfeed, I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way at all. This episode is purely my journey with my kids. At the end of the day, fed is best. It doesn't matter whether they're breastfed or not. It doesn't matter whether they're formula fed because I can tell you now, once they're in primary school and they're sitting in a classroom, nobody's going to have any idea whether one kid was breastfed or one kid was formula fed or one kid had mixed feeds. It doesn't matter. As long as your child is fed, that is the important thing. So I just want to make sure I put that out there. Fed is best. This is purely my journey. And I wanted to help some new mums with some things that I wish I knew prior to breastfeeding. So first of all, I will talk about my experience with Cassia. So as I said, I breastfed Cassia for 20 months. My aim was actually six months. So I don't know why I came up with that six months number. I think it was because my mum told me that she breastfed me and my sister for six months each. When it got to my brother, he was just hungry and he wanted to be fed all the time. My mum wasn't comfortable with that. She felt like she wasn't producing enough for him. So after, I think it was a a couple of weeks, she went, no formula for you. And see, we don't know whether You know, now Jordan is a very successful electrician, very smart in his field. My sister and I both became teachers. I can tell you now nobody's going to know whether he was breastfed for six months or two months or us or, um, you know, so it doesn't matter. So I had this magic number of six months in my head because of her experience and I think all of you will agree with me that when you've got kids, six months comes and goes very quickly 
So I exceeded the six months and thought, okay, let's go to one year. And again, like the first year, I'm or I'm coming up to Charlize's first year next month. I don't even know how that happened. I don't know what happened this last year. But that year just flew. So I got to the 12-month mark and I thought, okay, anything after this is a bonus. We kept going, Cassia and I, we were both happy. Cassia actually weaned herself off her dummy when um, she was just before one. She just kept throwing her dummy away. So her comfort was breastfeeding. It wasn't hard for me to get rid of a dummy, but breastfeeding, on the other hand, that was hard. So it was actually a bit difficult to get rid of breastfeeding. So I just kept going and going and going because um, it was just easier. It was too hard to stop. So the way I actually did stop, and it's funny, it wasn't funny at the time, but now that I think back, um, it is funny. Vanessa got married in mid-August in 2019, and I thought, right, I better feed her up until the wedding because uh, Cassie was obviously a flower girl. I better feed her till then just in case she needs some comforting during the night or I need to calm her down or anything. Of course, she lost the plot at the wedding and I needed to feed her. So lucky I continued up until then. Fun fact, um, when they actually introduced me as maid of honour, Oh my God, that was a disaster. I can't even think about it. It drives me insane. So when they introduced me as maid of honor at Vanessa's wedding, my partner and myself um, were sort of behind this wall waiting for our names to be called out. And of course, my daughter, bless Cassia's beautiful heart, decided that she'd throw a tantrum about two minutes before they called me out. And I went, oh my God, please don't child, like any other time but now. And she was crying and she was so upset, wanted to get out of my arms. And of course, they called us out. So we had to walk out. To my astonishment, she in the middle of her tantrum smacked me across the face I had red lipstick on the red lipstick ended up all over my face I was mortified I when I walked past the table that my mum and Morris were was on I think my mum was closest to me and I was just like take her Um, So I could walk up to the bridal table and just sit for a minute. I was, people were just laughing. but They weren't laughing at, oh, my God, ha-ha. They were just, I could see all the mums in the room saying, I I feel you, I've been here. I died. And after that, I was so upset and I was so angry with her that I went, you know what, that is it. Tonight is the last night I am breastfeeding you because I'm done. Like in my head, I was done anyway. My milk supply was quite low. I was, I, my body was done at this point. So I was happy to stop. But that, the way she, she um, threw her tantrums at Vanessa's wedding that night, I just, that was my push. I went, that's it, I've had enough. At that point, Morris and I had been trying to have another baby for the last six months and it just wasn't working. So I thought I needed to stop breastfeeding just to give my body a break. For those who haven't breastfed before, it is quite hard on your body, not just physically, but it takes all of your nutrients. So your baby is literally taking everything from you, which when you're a mum, you're happy to give it to them and that's fine. But after doing it for, yeah, 20 months, I was done. 
And that was a nice push for me to say, that's it, child, me and you are done. So I went cold turkey. I stopped after that night. That next day, I was like, no. I actually fed Cassia to sleep because she didn't have the dummy. That was her comfort. And I know that goes against all of the advice that every maternal health nurse gave me. But you know what? It worked for us. And I didn't care. So I that's how I got her to sleep. I remember the next day that I stopped feeding her at the old factory. I was sitting in the playpen with her trying to get her to sleep. She was just crying. Like for half an hour straight, she was losing her mind. And I just, I was sitting there sobbing. I was crying with her because I was like, number one, I don't know how I'm going to ever get her to settle with no breastfeeding and no dummy. And number two, I just felt helpless. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't, I had nothing. So I pretty much just kept rocking her for about half an hour, 40 minutes. She eventually cried herself to sleep. I pretty much cried myself to sleep with her and eventually she fell asleep. So after the first three days, we sort of started breaking that habit of feeding to sleep and our new habit was just giving her a cup of milk So she just bypassed bottles. She went straight to a cup of milk and that was her comfort. She'd have a cup of milk and go to bed. So it was a hard, yeah, three days were the worst. By the fourth day, it was getting easier. But after the first week, we were back into a good place. I, a few people have asked me how I stopped breastfeeding and I've shared that with them and they've actually done it as well. And so far, everybody has said it's been successful with them too. I don't know any other ways of stopping breastfeeding because that's the only way I did it. I just went cold turkey. But I tend to do that with things. I feel like it's just easier to just do it because if you... Um, I don't know if you start slowly weaning or you replace, I think it's just easier to replace the habit. So just cold turkey, replace the habit. And the quicker you do that, the quicker it's easier to just start the new habit and create the new habit. Um, in saying that, if you obviously still have a big milk supply, be careful. The last thing you don't, you don't want is mastitis. So, um, just make sure in the shower that you are getting rid of some of that milk slowly, slowly, and then eventually your body won't produce, won't produce it anymore. So just be very careful. At that stage, I didn't have a lot left. So it was easy for me to sort of get rid of what was left. But um, yeah, just be wary if you do have a big supply still, Um, you might have to do the weaning, like just slowly drop your feeds each week or day. Um, because you don't want mastitis. So, um, when we, when we, uh, yeah, talking about breastfeeding, I'll go back to the physical elements that I struggled with when I was breastfeeding because I love chili and I still eat a lot of chili, but not as much as I usually would because I found that that would give cassia reflux. And so you've got to watch what you eat. You can't obviously drink. Some people still have a wine and if you if that's what you're happy to do, then go for it. But you can't drink a lot of alcohol. You can't take a lot of medications. So it's really demanding on your body. So you just need 
to keep that in mind when or before you start your breastfeeding journey because I knew that but I didn't. So I actually didn't realise, even with medications, I didn't realise. I know when you're pregnant there's a lot of medications you can't take. But next to pregnancy, where they say you can't take if you if you're pregnant, it usually says and breastfeeding. So pretty much, it's like you're pregnant, um, and I didn't know that. So keep that in mind. Um, but you know, you're fine. It's fine. It's not a big deal for some for being able to feed your child if you can do that. So I'll start with the things that I wish I knew. Number one, no matter what you do, breastfeeding freaking hurts. The first month is excruciating. I don't know, I don't think I've met anybody that says breastfeeding is not painful. The first month it hurts. It bloody hurts a lot. I don't think it really matters what you, there are some things that help, but it doesn't really matter what you do until your nipples get used to the baby latching and until the baby sort of finds their groove and latching with you, it hurts. It's painful. But if you can get through that first month, it's then second nature and it doesn't hurt at all. Nobody told me how much breastfeeding hurts that first month because it hurt the same both times. And I'll go to my second point now. Even though you've breastfed a first child, the second one in that first month still hurts like hell. Nobody told me that because I had Charlie's and I thought, well, I've breastfed before, so it's not going to hurt. Bow, bow. It hurts. It hurts just as much. And again, it's that first month that you've got to get through that painful period. And especially the, the letdowns, the milk letdowns, they hurt as long as as well as the baby latching. So it's all just a very painful experience the first month. After that, you're all right. So just know that it is a painful four weeks, uh, but after the four weeks, you're good. You just got to get through that first month. Point three, use the midwives at the hospital. I didn't use them enough with Cassia, but the few times that I did, because I was, I was embarrassed, I didn't, I didn't want to look like I didn't know what I was doing, but that's what they're there for. I was too embarrassed to ask for help. I thought, no, I can do this myself. But the couple that came in and sort of just went, look, let me help you without me having to ask. Once they actually helped me latch, I could feel a huge difference of when Cassia latched properly and when Cassia didn't latch properly. So make sure you use the midwives. And if it's not just midwives, like when Vanessa was in hospital, for instance, because I had breastfed before, I knew what a a good latch looked like. And she didn't because she'd never done it before. So I just helped with the latching. And it makes a big difference if you've got somebody around you that can help with the latching at the start because I didn't do that a lot and my nipples were dead after Cassia that first month. A lot they were bleeding and they were all cut. It was painful. The other thing you must have, and if you don't have a pen and paper, go and get one. If you haven't breastfed or you're about to go into hospital, you need to go and buy hydrogel pads. You can buy them from the chemist. I got mine from a store called Bubsest. She does um, she does a whole breastfeeding packs actually. So she's on Instagram. You can have a look. 
Um, they, wherever you, whether you get them from there, whether you get them from a chemist, you need hydrogel pads. The first thing your partner needs to do when you get to the hospital room is get the hydrogels out of the hydrogel pads, sorry, back out of that packet and you put them in the fridge and you leave them in that fridge until you're ready to use them. As soon as you finish feeding every single time, um, make sure you always have a hydrogel pad on. They keep your nipples moist. They stop them from cracking. Um, I use them when it sort of became too late with Cassia, but they still helped with Charlize. I used them straight from the start and it made a big difference. Hydrogel pads are a godsend. You absolutely need them straight in the fridge. When they're in the fridge and they're cold and you put them on, it's just like hallelujah. Um, I use them in conjunction in conjunction with lanolin, and that's also brilliant to keep everything moist and make sure there's no cracking. So between the two of them, they're both great to use. Um, the other thing I didn't really, well, I knew but I didn't know, babies will wake up anywhere between one and three hours for the first three months for feeds. Nobody told me that. I had Cassia up every single hour for the first three months. In saying that, she hated sleeping. So I don't know if it was because she was hungry or she just hated to sleep. So just be mindful during the night, you'll be up between anywhere between one and three hours. I found that number one, having a dummy on my bedside table. Number two, having some sort of cloth um, because they'll usually throw up some sort of milk and having hydrogel pads in the fridge helped. So just make sure they're all organized, ready to go. I use my torch on my phone quite a lot because you can't really see what you're doing. I didn't want to wake up Morris. I didn't want to move too much. I usually fed her in my bed and then I put her back to sleep because I was cold during the night. So if, um, you are sleeping or you are trying to feed in your bed. I also had one of those triangle pillows and I still to this day use the triangle pillow. I'll pop that behind my bed, uh, behind my head, sorry, and it just helps with my head back and keeping me straight. So I would highly recommend a triangle pillow if you are going to feed in your bed. Um. So those things are are things that I wish I knew before I fed my girls, especially the hydrogel pads. Nobody told me these things and it made a big difference from when I had Cassia to when I had Charlize. My nipples were wrecked once I had Cassia after the first few weeks with Charlize. I didn't have that experience. I would also recommend having some sort of swaddle in your bag when you're out. You, if you need to feed, if you if you are uncomfortable feeding in public, then a swaddle is great to just throw over the top of the two of you because it's lightweight. In saying that, I have been very fortunate that nobody's actually ever said anything to me during both my breastfeeding journeys and God help anybody that did because I would give them an earful and I am absolutely, um, I've never covered myself. I'm comfortable in breastfeeding. I want to put it out there because it's normal and it's natural. This is personal, I guess. If you're uncomfortable, then you absolutely do your thing. You put a cover on if you like. If you don't 
want to, you don't do that. So it's up to you. But pack a swaddle just in case because you don't know how you're going to feel at the start, I guess, when you're out. But if you've got one in your bag, then you can make your decision. Some things that helped with my milk supply were breastfeeding cookies. I got mine from Milk and Cookies. I have spoken about these on both CMC Gold Instagram and ChloeSacco.cmc. Milk and Cookies, they do breastfeeding cookies. They've got, some of them have Nutella in them. They're actually delicious. I found these definitely helped with my milk supply as well as lactation hot chocolate. I got mine from nine months apart it's the made to milk brand but between both of those things the cookies and the lactation hot hot chocolate they were both really good for my supply again something that I didn't really use too much or know too much about when I had cassia but I've used them with um, my breastfeeding journey with Charlize so these are a couple of things that I really thought would be helpful for new mums or for mums that plan to breastfeed one day. So I hope you have gotten some value out of this episode and I'm looking forward to bringing you another episode next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Good As Gold. We hope this episode has brought some value into your life. And if it has, remember to subscribe and follow for weekly episodes. We want to grow this community. So if someone you know will benefit from this podcast, please share it. In the meantime, we love what we do and we hope you do too. Stay amazing. Until next time. Bye.